Listeners, we have a treat for you. Why Watch That has teamed up with Style and Society magazine, and we were able to cover the 11th annual Paley Fest Fall TV Previews, which is honoring Owns Queen Sugar. Yes, we got a chance to speak to the stars as well as the creator and executive producer, Miss Ava DuVernay Swoon. So listen up. If you're a Queen Sugar fan, you just hold on to your seats because we're about to give you a sugar fix. Boss is hardly a word to describe Hollywood's most sought-after writer-producer-director, Miss Ava DuVernay, who's responsible for directing movies like the Oscar-nominated Selma and the award-winning documentary 13th on Netflix, which picked up a handful of Emmys this week. As creator and executive producer of Queen Sugar, Mr. Bernay is changing the face of the industry. Her upcoming movie, A Wrinkle in Time, which premieres early next year, will make her the second female director to helm a movie with a budget over $100 million. Now, she only gave two interviews, and Why Watch That, along with Style and Society magazine, was able to snag one. Here's what she had to say about using her artistry to make a statement in the upcoming mid-season premiere of Queen Sugar. Artists, uh, I am uh, happy to be a part of a family that's saying, no, we're going to assert who we are um, and speak up every single episode. So whether it's just Ralph Angel and Darla trying to figure out how to raise a family, or whether it's Charlie being the first black woman to ever own a, a mill in, in, her, in, her, in her state, these are things that seem small, but in an atmosphere, so many people are kind of being um, diminished. It's important to stand tall, even in our stories. And for anyone in Hollywood who seems to think there's a shortage of female and or minority directors and writers, Mr. Verney has a thought or two to share about that. I mean, it's not hard, um, but historically, uh, that is just a myth that's been used as an excuse to keep Hollywood as a patriarchy. Um, you know, as a place where one person's point of view is the singular and, 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 and dominant point of view. And we're saying, you know what, they're not hard to find. All you have to do is open your eyes. They're all right there. Plenty of women, plenty of people of color ready to tell their stories. Next up is Dondre Whitfield. This TV veteran plays Remy Newell, the character who shows the Bordelon family a thing or two about farming and being successful in the town. Now, if you know anything about Queen Sugar, you know that there is a love interest brewing. Dondre gives us the inside scoop. He's the resuscitator. He comes in, he brings things back to life, the land, the people. And then we got a chance to see him dynamically serve the family in the, the absence of the patriarch. And then getting a chance to see, wow, this is different than what I expected out of this person. And so forming this friendship and sort of kinship with Charlie, and what we're going to do in the second half of this season is begin to explore, expect some dynamic experience. It's no secret that every single episode on Queen Sugar is directed by a female. Now, this TV veteran had something to say about that. As a man and coming into that space, when I heard that we would only have female directors, at first I was like, all right, 
I'm all for empowering our sisters. I got a wife. I got a mother. I got a daughter. So I'm down for that. But I think we can let a couple brothers in here. But the more I saw what that was, I think that's absolutely the call for our show. In order to tell the rich story that our show does tell, it takes the strength and vulnerability of a woman to be able to sort of fertilize those storylines in a very visual way. After the red carpet, we got a chance to see Queen Sugar's mid-season premiere. And boy, did that episode pack a lot of goodies. So in order for us not to ruin it, we're only going to share a snippet of the panel discussion that followed thereafter, moderated by Dominique Patton, Deadline's critic and journalist. Listen up as Dawn Lynn Gardner dishes about her character Charlie Bordelon West, along with Kofi Siribo, who talks a little bit about Ralph Angel Bordelon. Then, guess what? We have some snippets from Omar Dorsey, who plays Hollywood, one of our favorites, and we'll cap it all with Timon Kyle Durrett, who plays Davis West. And, and, you know, a lot of emotions going on with Charlie and who she really is and who people think she is. Yes, yes. I think that's something I was very excited about once I got to this episode. We're starting to see her history. We're starting to see what makes her so dang Charlie, you know. Um, and is that not so dang Charlie? <laughs> Seeing, you know, uh, her change as you go through the season. We're really seeing new sides to her. We're seeing some of her inner workings. Um, and so that was a joy. I get a sense from you, Kofi, you know, obviously your life, what's happening here with the engagement and, and the, the reading of the will, etc. So there's changes happening for Ralph Angel. Where do you feel he's at now? Still wanted to be a man. Now they want that respect and uh, he's taking his steps to make that real. And, I think it's just trial and error. You know, him and Darla have been through so much. Their past is still very present. In order, in order for them to get to that future, like, you know, happily ever after, they're still gonna have to confront some things. Of all ages, of all colors, of all creeds and, and, and stripes, Hollywood and Bi is the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> and so for you, right. for you, I mean, man, you've made a lot of stuff over the years. So this role for you is really, but it feels like there's a whole new muscle for you. It is. It's funny, but when, I, I, when Abe and I talked about the role initially, he's like, I want the world to see you as I see you. You know, you've always seen me as like, you know, funny dude or gangster. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not what you are. So you, you have humanity. I want to show that. Well, this second season that we're in now, we've seen the ebbs and flows of the relationship. Uh, um, you know, from hiding a wife, <laughs> you know, to uh, now he's a papa bear role. He's got protected. If you have to protect him from your family, technically yourself, from yourself, that's what he's going to do. His relationship goes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to be a better guy. Come on, life. You know what I'm saying? How have you seen the evolution of your character? And what does it mean to you as a man and Well, I mean, it, it's there's a maturation that, that Davis is going through that I think is necessary for his, his character. Um, of course, he's uh, not the most desirable uh, <laughs> But I, I think that it's important that, you know, despite his transgressions, all of his misdeeds, his wrongdoings, his reputation now as a cheater and a liar and this, this, this pompous guy who's used to getting what he wants when he wants. Um, what he is learning now 
is how much he really messed up. And and the only thing, the, the one thing that's anchoring him, anchoring him to not be so just connected with Tether. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes.